to, I don't even know what to call this anymore, but we have a straggler along with us. This guy, I think he stayed on from last week and decided. Yeah, to, I'm like a house cat. You gave me a little milk last week and I'm <laughs> never going home. Not to exit out of the studio. <laughs> anyway, it's our dear friend, our dear brother, Rav Jor, myself, Rabbi Yitzhak Michelson. They call me Ira. They just can't help themselves. It's from my past, but it's okay. I, I, I accept that. Just so you know, Ira, Ira was one of David, David Amalek's 30 men. He was Ira from Tekoa. It was one of the 30 mighty men. So I'm very proud of that name. It really doesn't bother me. It's a, and, it's a and strong. And then you have our, it's our amazing brother from the team in, uh, in Humble, Texas, Rod Reuven David Bryant. And uh, we are going to be talking about uh, the topic of emotional instability or emotional stability in, a, in our generation. And so when you brought this topic up, when you brought this up, the, the thing that I thought about, and I don't know, Rav Jor, if you, you know, hear so much about what's going on in the U.S. now, but two things came to mind. Um, there, there's, there's two big cases going on in the U.S. right now, criminal cases. One had to do with these four neshamot, these four souls, these children that were brutally murdered in Idaho, college students in their home. Um, and, and there was a person that's been arrested. Um, and then there's a woman who was missing in Massachusetts and her husband was arrested so far only because he's misled the police. But um, they found a, a knife and an axe and uh, blood, and he, he he went out and bought four or five hundred dollars worth of cleaning supplies um, when he said he was going to buy ice cream, whatever. I, I thought of this because when when you talk about emotional instability and the craziness and the suffering and the anger and um, in talking about certainly emotions and negative emotions. There's words that you hear all the time, you know, in a new sociopath and psychopath, these two psychological terms. But we seem to be hearing it more and more in this generation. I'm a little bit older um, than you, certainly, a little bit older than Rod. Um, but these are terms that I never remember hearing growing up. Like when I watch the news, this is not something you ever heard about 30, 40 years ago. And now suddenly you can't open up a newspaper, listen to the radio or watch the news without hearing about sociopaths, psychopaths, narcissists and, and, and all of these things. So that's 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 our subject for today. Um, I give it to you, Rev Jor or, or Rod. Um, I, uh, I, most likely, I'm going to bounce it back to you very fast. I'm so um, I'm so so satisfied uh, to hear you speak that uh, I'm probably going to start. Uh, I'm going to send it back. Um, <laughs> but I want to say that in both those names you said, psychopath and uh, like it's there. There is a path over there. There is a path. Mm -hmm of the psychotic people of the of the crazy people it's a path it's a path it means that for crazy people it seems as the right way even though that they 
will might like they might understand you you know you have a variety of of mentally sick people that are able to damage other people and hurt them but their logic is guiding them in a certain way and it's definitely a sick and and psychotic logic but it's their path mm -hmm. that's that's what they are experiencing so i think there is a certain um understanding that we should talk about and confront and not to be afraid talking about um that is why in the world the maker of the universe the one who are who is leading all human beings and the creation to its destiny why is he allowing this kind of paths to be exist why there are dark ways that are open why people can be exposed why from shamayim from heaven they're allowing people to watch all those crazy movies and television series that are arousing their sick imagination to to try to want to taste all that horrible bitterness and to find it sweet and to find it satisfying and it's sick and why the creation is supporting that allowing them to hide and why the maker of the universe does not finish with it already i think maybe we can try to confront those uh, deep questions i don't like pretending oh everything is good but there is evil the world is supervised by the maker of the universe and there are big questions mm -hmm. on Hashem. and rabbi nachman of breslev himself said if we wouldn't have questions on hashem on the maker so it would mean that we understand him and we know his ways and if you know something completely so you're one with him so there's no difference between you and him but we know it's not the truth we know it's not reality in many big ways we are very different than him the fact is that we are not able to make and create whatever we want we don't know how to say those words and the things will start changing in front of our eyes we don't have that ability so there is a great difference between the maker of the universe to us and while we're experiencing that difference and that dividing we still know that there is great unity and harmony maybe we should try and 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 touch those edges and try to make peace between the parts you know rob i really do agree with you and rob michelson i'm really glad you brought this subject up because it's so apropos right now and it's it is important by the time we're finished with this it's going to be really important that we give someone something for someone to hitch themselves to that would point to uh, progress, to point to solutions. And, and though we all suffer with difficulties, uh, we all suffer with problems in our family and problems at work, uh, problems in society, uh, we do believe that there's an anchor. And I, I'll be glad when we get to the end so we can sort of give our listeners a solution to that. But it is interesting to note that this generation, what they call Generation Z, says that they battle the worst anxiety and depression. It said that 45% of Gen Zers report that their mental health is very good and excellent. 
45% said it's good and excellent. So that means that the rest are saying it's not. I'm, I'm a failure. And that comes from the American Psych- uh, Psychological Association. And it's interesting because millennials, 56% says oh, we're in good shape. Gen Xers uh, are 51%. And boomers, which would be me and Ira, 70%. Why is it the people that have been here the longest, that the oldest, it comes from the from the you know the greatest generation we're like we're happy and fat we're enjoying life and i think that age has everything to do with perspective and not allowing the disillusion or the illusion that this world of physicality we live in is real and i sometimes we have to encourage people to take step back and take a breath cut themselves off from the media that is constantly giving them uh, images uh, that create what I call chronic stress from many factors. It's news, it's COVID, it, you just name it. And sometimes the best solution is to back off, get off Instagram, get off of, of your diet of bad news that you hear all the time. You're rarely going to turn on the news on a television and hear great stories. And we live in a generation that is being stressed out. And it's something we should face straight up and say, Yes, they're not weak people. I just think that they have a unique thing that they're handling that maybe I didn't have to handle. That's uh, my so, so a couple of things pop into my mind based on you know what you guys are talking about. So based on what you were saying, Ravjor, so first of all, we know that you know, in the creation of the universe that Hashem created. Um, and he created out of a desire to show mercy, out of his desire to give of his good. You know, this is what the Kabbalists teach and so forth. But we also know that there was the creation of evil. Now, uh, the the idea that evil exists, so in Kabbalah, um, to, not to go into really deep subject, maybe we'll have to do a, just a show on <laughs> you know, Kabbalistic things one day to kind of uh, give people an insight into that. But the the left side of the tree of life is called the Sitra Achra, you know, and the Sitra Achra, the side of evil, um, it said that only is given enough light to exist. So the light that's sent down from the creator in the form of Shefa or flow or bounty that comes down to us on that sitra achra, there's only enough light to sustain itself. So what? how does the sitra achra get more light than what it's able to sustain itself through? It's through us. It's when we, to use that term path, when we go off the path that was meant for us, not just as Jewish people, but as creation, because Hashem had a plan, not just by giving the Jewish people the Torah, but you know, a plan for all of his creation to have a relationship with him in in the right way. The second thing is, is we also know to Rod's point that it's called Alma de Shikra, that this is a world of lies, you know. Um, So really what it comes down to is what is real and what's, what's not. Now, I know I gave extremes at the beginning. But the thing that concerns me is that we're we're seeing less 
while the extremes are what's in our face, I'm sort of seeing this same kind of thing overtake the average person and not just the average person. Rev. Jor, you and I traveled together across the U.S., South America, and, 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 and I remember seeing the number of people, religious people, observant Jews also suffering, also having these great negative experiences, husbands having issues, wives having issues, um, things that that typically are not spoken of, um, you know, only things that people are willing to discuss with our rabbi. And, and, and so that's a great concern to me. So the question is, um, that's my question. My question is, we've identified that there's an issue. And the issue is not just, I gave an extreme because I, I, I thought it was important to start off the show in that way. But when that extreme now filters down in the same way that light is being sent down from above, when we see these negative things um, being filtered down, filtered down from the psychopaths and the sociopaths and the narcissists, and it's now infecting an entire generation of younger people, um, we, we have a big problem. And so I think we sort of need to figure out a way, like, what do we do? How do we answer this? What does the Torah say? What does what what do our sages say? Um, the and, Torah and is saying that we don't battle this. We battle it ourselves. We started off, you know, before we came in the air, talking about our own struggles and our own anxiety and our own fears. Right. So, the Torah is saying that it's always the darkest before of dawn, before the mm -hmm. sunrise. So, first of all, we are aware, like you said, and like that we're like um, experiencing it, that uh, the generations are falling. Like you, when when you were born to the world, you maybe it was harder, maybe it was complex, maybe it was there was poverty, maybe things were different, but but you were breathing fresher air. You were with your eyes looking out to the sky and climbing the trees, playing with the sand and touching the mud. Today, people are wearing masks and dr mm. drinking um, purified water and breathing air condition with gas and, uh, and on and on and on. And the eyes and the mind are being manipulated and brainwashed through social media and the screens. Even the colors of the screens on the iPhones are um, are set to consume your brain. Like they're mm -hmm. putting more color and in greater shades, powerful shades to control and make you addicted to the phone. So it's like, it's wild. If a person will play with his phone when it's black and white and you have that option in the settings, you will see that you're going to put your phone very fast. Like it won't be so as interesting as it is when it's so colorful and bright. And they know how to do it, to cut, cut, to hold you attached to the mobile, to the device, to that life-sucking machine that is taking your soul out. And it's a problem. Now, the young generation of today, they were born into it. You cannot talk to them about almost anything you can barely educate them you can barely touch their hearts 
they are so overwhelmed with knowledge they have all the options they don't need to go out of their room they don't need to go out of their beds they don't need anything but the new version uh, the next iphone that is coming out to the market like they don't need anything else just leave them alone like that's what they need and they will stay in that need of not being able and capable of doing anything when they'll get 30 when they'll be 40 50 60 they won't have any abilities. They won't be in good shape. They won't be able to function. So we are facing a very dark period of time of a generation that is growing among us that is from one side feels as if they created the world so wise and, and blessed with great wisdom when they are exposed to great knowledge and to great amounts of information. But on the other hand, incapable of basic functioning and definitely far from being emotionally balanced because they're not developing by the nature of creation in the right steps in the right pace in the right direction at all according to the will of of our maker so we are facing a severe problem and um, and we're experiencing it already in our houses and um, like I tried to say before, there is the spiritual interpretation or explanation to what we are experiencing, mm -hmm. why we need to go through such thick darkness, and also what's the use, what's the purpose. We believe that the Maker is good, so why is He taking us to that downhill path? Um, and what and what is waiting behind the mountains of darkness where where is it taking us to we have to admit uh just if we're logical spiritual people it doesn't matter whether you're jew or non-jew that if there is not a master plan is if there is not a master of the universe we all should be pulling our hair out and jumping off of a bridge because <laughs> there is no other hope without the master, without the great conductor. So that is a, that is a piece that we can bring in and hopefully over time educate those who are suffering the worst right now is that, that sort of uh, Gen Xers that are, uh, that are having the most difficult time right now in their life. And I don't I can't say that it's to their fault as much as they have been so sort of uh, sucked into this vortex that happens with social media and with inter instant access of information and not only instant access of, inst in in of information, but knowing what's going on all over the world at one moment. It's just too much. It's overwhelming. And, and the problem is we are, and maybe we, if you wouldn't mind, Rob, uh, George, take a moment uh, in just a minute to talk about what do we mean when we say the world is an illusion? I, I mean, we can get into deep philosophical thing, but to a guy that's sitting here on the street and barely feeding his family, he's not really religious. Uh, he, he sees what's going on in the world. He's constantly consuming uh, the, the, the internet. And all of a sudden he hears three people on a podcast. So, oh, it's just an illusion. We're not trying to dismiss this. This illusion is a very real thing to many people. It's just the challenge that we have is to get people to step back 
enough so that they could see the matrix themselves? I think that any honest person will admit um, that he himself experienced the world as an illusion. And I'll give a simple example. When your ego is out there suffering um, severely from any comment, from any criticism, in hard periods of time of your life, you're not able to receive no criticism, no complaints anymore, no rebukes anymore. So then you become so edgy, so angry, so that you become abusive, that you become offensive, that you become um, like angry to a level that every word that is being said around you, you feel it as an attack and then you attack and God forbid a person can find himself attacking his most beloved one and then they will stand in front of him and tell him like what have i done like why are you attacking me so severely and then the person is realizing i live in an imaginary world of my own feelings and my own emotions and i'm interpreting reality based on my assumptions based on my suspicions but not based on truth this is an evident for the fact that our world is a world of illusion because a truth seeker, a person who is seeking for the truth, and that is his main business, always to check what the reality is, he will not fall in that trap of the evil inclination to make you angry on poor people, to make you suffering so badly from situations that you are able to deal with if you will just be emotionally balanced. So the evil inclination is putting us into a realm of illusion under the stress and pressure of our own negative thoughts while giving them the credit as if they are realistic and true. And then the person is being rejected from heavenly calm and balanced life in the Garden of Eden to a world of pain and suffering and cry outside of the zone of purity and holiness in the dark isle of among 70 nations. So, 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 the, the, so the thing that the thing uh, now to give like a physical example from my perspective on this, on our travels, one of the things that we did was we visited Disney. Um, Disney are the experts at producing a, 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 a world in which you're encapsulated from the outside world, from physicality in their own realm. And what a lot of people don't know is the sort of things that go on at Disney. So one of the things that I've told people is that Disney, when they first opened, they didn't know they didn't know what to do, where to put the garbage pails. So what did they do? They didn't put any garbage pails in. And what they did was they waited to watch people to see how far they would walk before they would throw trash on the ground. And that's how they determined where to put the garbage pails. Now, more than that, talking about the illusion, is that when you walk down Main Street and you smell those chocolate chip cookies 
that's actually fragrance that's being sent in through grates from under the no cookies under the no street. cookies there there's no we've cookies. been there no this cookies. is the yetzehara the yetzehara sends us that cookie smell you know in the form of those things now here's Ari, another me, physical example Ari, let me submit wait, 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 this real quick let me, let me just no, while you're on the, on that i, I just yeah, want to okay. add this one thing yeah, while yeah. you're on that this idea also when the trash is put in the can no one physically observes the trash being taken out because right. it goes underground and it's retrieved from a tunnel. Right. Nobody sees the trash being emptied. So the, exactly. the, the perception is there's no trash in Disneyland. Yeah, there's the, and no, because it's all down below in right. the in the in the Alma de Shikra in the world of lies right. that exists right. down below. Now here's the other physical example to talk about these Gen Zers and 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 the, what, what Rav Dror was talking about. So I I um, have a family here that's very close to us, sort of adopted us, this family here in Sfat, that's seven generations in Sfat. The family is here almost 400 years. And um, one, of, one of the sons is an artist. He's also like my brother. And uh, I've, been, I've been opening his gallery, his art gallery, um, for the last several months. And that gallery is right across from one of the most picturesque stairways in Sfat. Nobody can walk by there without taking pictures. And everybody's heard of Taglit or Birthright, where these, you know, young Jewish people from across the world are able to come to Israel, you know, for, for no money and experience Israel for 10 days. I can tell you that on those stairs, there is one spot, the third step up to the right with me facing it. It's like the Yetzirah sits there and waits for these kids, kids to come. They all sit in the same spot. They all sit on their phones. They're in one of the most amazing cities in Israel, in one of the most holy country, the holiest country in the world. They're, and rather than connecting to their heritage, they're glued to these phones. So what I did was a few weeks ago, I took a picture and I posted it on social media, which I rarely do. I'm, I'm rarely on social media anymore. And what happened is I was attacked. I was attacked. Why are you being so creepy, taking pictures of children and putting it up on the internet? So, so people missed the whole point of the exercise, which was to show that here we are. Um, and, and the only thing that they can think to do when they're in by that gallery, which, by the way, is right next to in the Beit Yosef, where Rav Yosef Kara wrote the Shulchan Aruch, literally steps away. Our gallery is right next door to where Rav Yosef Kara wrote the Shulchan Aruch. And, 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 and rather than connect with that, um, this is what's going on. So... Um, the question is, like Rod said, how are we helping people to find the right advice and to take something of our um, of our understandings about this topic? So it's true. Definitely we can see that the souls are experiencing great darkness, that many of us are very confused. And even the ones that has directions dealing with many fronts, with many difficulties, with many mental lack of stabilities, and the question, what are we doing about it? So in general, there are many um, 
many advice and I think that we need to go into that part as well but I still want us to touch that point of like why is it happening like before we're gonna get to that I I was already ready to to jump into that okay let's talk about it would do the individual prayer let's talk about learning Torah spending less time scrolling our phones okay like we can talk about those things they are precious and yes important but why is it happening why why in the world we need to go through this uh, darks is it just dark is it just bad or maybe there is something precious something enormous something great something with great cause great purpose to it that there the maker is sending us to the goal to the to the hidden treasures in that darkness so what do you think about that there is no successful individual that achieves that success without struggle period period no one has a shortcut to ultimate reward and great success there's no olympian wears a gold medal who sat on the couch and ate potato chips and watch reruns of mash it doesn't happen right so the point mm-hmm. is is we're in a society that says ah where's my stuff give me my stuff i want it free don't offend me don't upset me because my life should be perfect and the whole point i think that you're trying to drive at rob is no that's not life life some of the greatest societies that rose above their challenges had much more problems than we have we have first world problems there are people in india starving to death children living in and and what do you call it um, uh, dumps right trying to find food out of dumpsters and we over here have tv shows about the uh you know my 600 pound life uh, somebody is is in in mourning because they can't you know they're, they're eating too many cookies i mean my goodness we have first world problems but yet we have a suicide rate that is 30% higher in this country uh than it was before 2016 30% higher people killing themselves why not because we're in war, not because we're dropping bombs on our cities, not because we have terrorists coming and stabbing people in the streets. Why do we have this problem? It's because people are so consumed. They're consumed. I feel sorry for this society. They're so consumed that if you gave them wisdom, it would come out of the cup. So one of the things, so, so you sort of hit the nail on the head when you, kept saying my, my stuff, my, my, my. So one of the issues that I see and one of the things that I think we need to change, and from a spiritual standpoint, the whole idea of emotions can only be tied, the existence of emotions can only be tied to when you recognize the existence of others, other than yourself. Uh and, and once you do that, so for instance, when we look at the, the existence or the creation of the Mishkan, the tabernacle in the wilderness, in Shemot, in Exodus, when it describes the tabernacle in the wilderness, it says the tabernacle, the tabernacle of testimony. Why does, it, why does Hashem have to say the tabernacle, the tabernacle of testimony? Because when you're looking at it from a spiritual standpoint, you have the tabernacle 
which is that which is revealed. And then you have the tabernacle of testimony. And a testimony is something that needs to be revealed. So that's concealed. You have the hidden, you have the revealed, and you have the concealed. Um, this is a very spiritual concept that also relates to the idea of active and passive mitzvot. The idea of keeping the Torah, the idea of keeping the seven laws of Noah, the idea that each one of us was given um, certain responsibilities and obligations as created souls um, to the creator and to each other. And so when you look at it from that aspect, um, it, it, somebody came into the gallery a few weeks ago, a group of women, and they said to me, our husbands are afraid that we're going to come back religious after this trip. Not religious women, but Jewish. Our husbands are afraid. And they said, your husbands have nothing to worry about. I said, first of all, don't worry about being religious. I said, while I'm not Chabad, I love that the Lubavitcher Rebbe used to say, we shouldn't label ourselves. He would say, there are observant Jews and there are less observant Jews, but every Jew observes something. I said, don't be religious. I said, pick something you want to do in your life, something good, something kind. And I said, pick that thing and do it and try to do it to the best of your ability. I said, if you try and do 613 things, you're going to kill yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you take one thing and you try to do that and try to do it the best you can. And then when you master that, if you master that, go to a second thing and do that. They looked at me and they were like, wow, they, they like couldn't believe that somebody would say something to them that was wearing a kippah and tzitzit. That's a rabbi that's telling them, just take one thing and try to do it. Right. Yes. That, that's my answer. It's uh, definitely a, a general advice that works perfectly to, to many subjects in life that we need to deal with each, each issue um, on its own and to take care of certain things without being overwhelmed with all the rest of the things that we're experiencing in our lives. So that also might be a very good um, solution and a right, good positive advice for people. If you're experiencing pressure, if you're suffering from depression, from pain, anxieties, take one of those things that you're experiencing and try to deal with that. Instead of saying, oh no, but what I'm going to do about this and about that and about the other thing and oh, there is another thing coming up. No, focus on one thing and confront that. Start to think about it. Try to learn about it. Try to pray about that. To mention that thing in front of the maker of the universe. Talk to him like you talk to your best friend. In your words, Hashem, I'm afraid. I'm going through certain things in life that I'm not so sure where life are taking me. What's going to happen to me? I'm experiencing great anxieties, great pressures. I'm feeling so lost, so lonely. Take your feelings, take your emotions, and just talk about them with the maker of the universe. And after you open your mouth and you share your feelings and your heart, now it's the time to ask, please Hashem, can you assist me? Can you help me? Can you give me strength? Can you help me to overpower my fears? Are you able, the maker, to do that great favor for me? Even though I'm poor, even though I'm lack of knowledge, even though I have not perfected my actions, I'm so far from holiness and purity, but still, 
I am your, I am your creation. Please reveal your unconditional love on me and spare me, spare my life, spare my hours, spare my days. Give me life, give me happiness. And to work on one topic at a time, to pray on one subject for a certain period of time until you'll find yourself growing and coming back to your own balance and then moving to the next. Start talking right. about right. other things, praying for other people, for general ideas and topics that are in great need, things that people really need in the world. And from one step, from one day to the next, we will recover and grow and come to, to greater understandings. If I can just try to offer a certain point of view on the reason why we came to that dark place and why are we finding ourselves so hurt and so many people are suffering from such emotional pain in so many ways and people are hurt, people are really suffering, people experience trauma in so many ways that Everyone that will try to explain the topic, someone else will jump from the side and will say, you don't have a clue what you're talking about. I went through so much more than you, you can never even imagine. And it will be the truth. And there are going to be a person who will experience even more than him in ways that he cannot even dream of such nightmares as his own. So I think that appreciation and gratitude and ability to recognize good is coming out of experiencing bad and being hurt. A person cannot appreciate his soulmate, his life partner before he's spending some time being afraid to be left alone and not to have that life partner. I think that a person can appreciate good and solid and stable income only after he's experiencing a very frightening and scary period of time of poverty, of really not having food on his table. So when we are talking about a general supervision of darkness in the world, of great confusions, I think that that dark power is preparing us to a great period of time of spiritual prosperity out of those horrible confusions, out of such darkness that was never experienced in any generation before of us, there's going to be a great redemption that will shade light that was never experienced before. The eternal light of infinity that will brighten all the worlds and will correct it all. So it's, to my understanding, a great preparation going down with the purpose of rising back up to the darkest hour to cross those hours into the new dawn to the rising of 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 the light of the world of the maker of of the world and and the seven days and seven seas and seven lands and seven holy portions to shabbat to the time of redemption you know, Rabbi, you 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 really laid out uh, a beautiful way for someone to approach that and to look at their lives. I'd like to add just one more uh, element to this. Um, when people get overwhelmed, they don't know where to start. You know, you you mentioned earlier, you know, his uh study, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're just overwhelmed, where do you start? And I heard a statement I grew up with as a child. It says, how do you eat an elephant? 
uh, one bite at a time, right? One bite at a time. Don't try to eat the whole thing. And my advice to those who are listening saying, well, uh, you guys, you know, have, your life is so wonderful. You don't understand how overwhelmed I am in my situation, my college, uh, my school, my whatever I'm doing. Uh, I would say take it one day at a time. You only have one day. You only have one day. Take it one day at a time. Uh, I heard someone say, uh, was asked, uh, he's been sober for a long time. And somebody asked, well, do you think you can do this? Do you think you can continue being sober as you have for the last five years? He said, no. He says, I'm not concerned about whether I can do it. I just want to be sober today. Now, and I think enjoy my sober, soberty. So, <laughs> yeah, sober, sobriety right here today. So with that being said, I remember uh, a podcast with a Royal Marine who fought in Afghanistan. And he was talking about uh, his uh, seriousness to commit suicide. He said, just overwhelmed sadness and uncontrolled anxiety. And he remembers uh, taking his pistol and putting it in his mouth and putting it against his head and putting it in the back of his head and then racking around and sticking his mouth even to the point of gagging. And he was getting ready to blow his brains out. And his little dog was sitting there on the couch looking at him like, like trying to figure out what he's doing. And he said, it hit me that if I do this, there's no one here to take care of the dog. Now, I know that sounds, you know, like, oh, the dog, come on for crying out loud. But he needed a purpose. And that's what he said. I, it started from that. I, I needed a purpose. I needed to start finding a way to come out of myself to take care of something else or somebody else. And he said, that saved my life. And not only that, he's involved in, you know, helping other veterans, et cetera, et cetera. But if someone's struggling, get out of yourself. Quit looking at your own problems and start looking and see how you could elevate others. Very I'll, good. I'll be quiet from now on. <laughs> no, it, to, to that point, and, you know, based on what you said, Rod, for those who think that our lives are so wonderful, I can tell <laughs> you not, that not three or four hours ago when I was leaving the house, as I was locking the door, I looked at my wife and I said, sometimes I just feel like I'm drowning. And, uh, and, and, but I always remember to the point that Rev George just made mm -hmm. that Rabbeinu, that Rebbe Nachman always talks about this idea based on what you were saying, this idea of that a descent, descending is always meant for ascending. That when we go down, it's just meant as long as we we're not falling below the level that, that we that we achieved before, that it's it's always going to bring an ascent. So in those times where where I feel like I'm drowning, I just you just tread water. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's you know, you, you can. The idea is, is that maybe you come up from from drowning and you're above the water and you come up and you're breathing and the shore looks like it's very far away. Um, but you just tread water and 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 recognize that that, as Rev Dror said, that every descent is meant for an ascent, um, that, that uh, eventually um, things are going to get better. Um, that's how I deal with it. But. The idea is, is that I can assure you that my brothers here that are with me would agree that uh, <laughs> that we all 
have those fear and anxieties not, and we all not only not not only licking honey not only honey exactly exactly <laughs> right. so it was a very good subject today i just be want to do a little um housekeeping before we go um you know and talking about some of the spiritual things that we talked about kabbalistic things yeah, um i'm putting down below here not to cut off Rav Jor's picture. Let me see if I can, uh, I can there we go. a little bit so we can That's see it. that. This is Rav Jor's new book, Return to Your Root, which you can get on Amazon or you can go to amuna.com, amuna with an H, E-M-U-N-A-H.com. You can find important. not just that book, but many of it's his books, like children's books. Maybe yeah. maybe just, just to, to, to explain a little bit, that book is a real true guide for the person from one chapter to the next to help you to find your own personal it's not a guide of how to be a jew how to be observant how to follow judaism no it's about you finding the roots of your own soul understanding your own mission in life as an individual as a unique and beautiful creation of the maker to are and find purpose that is treasured within you the one that you are to be to be brightened to come out to the light Amen. and if you um if you appreciate the message that rav Jor brings um that he brings to the world not, not just here on this podcast we also would hope that if you're able to that uh, you would support the amuna project you can go to amuna.com and hit donate. There's probably links um, because this is live on Facebook and YouTube. There are probably links there as well for that. Um, if you want to get in touch with uh, Rod, you can get in touch with him at Netiv, N-E-T-I-V.net. Um, there, there are amazing resources there for people. Um, both Jewish and non-Jewish. Uh, Rav Jor has spoken at Nativ. I've spoken at Nativ. Um, it's an amazing community. Rod's an amazing brother. Um, if you want to learn some basics of Kabbalah, um, you can find my book, The Science of Kabbalah, also on Amazon. Um, you can find more information. On my website is kabbalahproject.com. Kabbalah with uh, K-A-B-B-A. Lahproject.com. Anyway, that was um, interesting as always. Yeah, and uh, just uh, and brightening, I think as well. And, think, uh, and, and, and frightening all at the same time, right? And 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 fruitful, no, frightening yes. at the same time. <laughs> I just, I, I've just got to ask one question: Why is it that your software makes my head look so big? What's up with that? No, I it think you're just... just too close to the screen. I, I can't get any further back. I don't know what the deal is. Can we push it back some more? We told you that it's a alma de shikra. It's a world of illusion. So we're just yeah, asking I'll make you, with you. I'll make your head. Look, I'll make your head look smaller now. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Also, the, also the beard is helping the face shape to grow a little bit. I'm sure you know you noticed that as well. It also covers a world of chaos underneath. So, <laughs> thank you so much, my dear brothers. I'm very thank happy to, to have the opportunity to to sit among you and uh, and to talk. 
It's a great uh, pleasure for our followers. We're getting very nice and positive comments all the time. And um, some of them are over there on YouTube, on Facebook, on TikTok and on. But also we're getting many emails from people that are very happy and willing to, to see our, our schedules, our, pl our platforms, our programs. So thank God there is a great uh, awakeness out there and uh, we all have a share in that. So thank you so okay. much. And thanking mm -hmm. all the great, um, the great, wonderful followers and friends of ours. May the blessing of Hashem um, show its signs in our lives to make us all happier, healthier, and yes. more positive and stable in our days. Amen. 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 Shalom, everyone. See you next week, Tuesday. Thank you Bye. so much.